it is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Waking the dawn of day. And I can't think about what I want to say. Phone ringing off the shelf. I guess it wanted to kill himself. Waking on a pretty day. Don't know why I ever go away. It's hard. Welcome to another episode of the Lookout Landing podcast. I'm Kate Prusser, managing editor of Lookout Landing, and with me, as always, is John Troopin. John, how are you? I'm doing just fine, Kate. Uh, it was a lovely Thursday here in Seattle. Uh, I went to Rooftop Brewing up in sort of North Queen Anne, mm. uh, which is lovely, albeit a slightly smaller rooftop than perhaps i expected um but good beer free popcorn uh hard not to like um so it was nice did you get outside and enjoy the sunshine at all today no i sat inside (laughs) and looked at a bunch of gifts of edwin made a bunch of gifts of edwin diaz throwing curveball or throwing sliders (laughs) way outside because that's my life it's super fun that's fair it has been frustrating i mean it's been one of those sort of it wasn't one of those sort of weeks and then suddenly it was one of those sort of weeks right you know we had such a wonderful beginning to to this past calendar week you know we're recording this on thursday and i mean last thursday and you know we were about as high as i think we've been all season right absolutely 
Yeah, so we're going to just kind of start out by talking about, you know, the the last couple weeks fall pretty easily into two halves. We were so, so yeah. high for a while, and then just everything kind of came crashing down after that. Mm-hmm. So let's at least take a little, little while to relive uh, the fun part, <clears throat> which, you know, obviously whenever you get a chance to play the Detroit Tigers, who are not a good team, <clears throat> and you sweep them... Mm-hmm. That's that's fun. That's fun and good. Mm-hmm. Um, and coming up with some momentum from taking that game in Texas where it was so hot and everyone was so miserable. And, you know, <laughs> but they salvaged that last game, winning the last game. So you don't get swept and you get out of town with a win. I just think that's such a huge momentum thing. It, it certainly feels that way as a as a fan, whether whether there's much of an impact for the team or not. I, I don't know, but this team has done this, I think, fairly consistently this year of, like, they'll lose one of two or two of two in a in a road series, and the, but they win that last game. And so it feels, yeah. you know, they feel like, well, but but we're on the way up here. Um, and and they, they've done a very good job of, of sort of giving something to hold on to uh, in, in a lot of road series this year. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the, go, yeah. good, good is such a strong word. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what they've done is um, make sure to occupy just enough of your time that yes. you can't ever really give up yes. on them. It is true. Um, so we didn't record <laughs> this past week because we were at Andrew Moore's debut, yes. um, which obviously is exciting for me personally just because I'm a big fan of his and have been... Um, you know, ever since I figured out what he was all about, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, I was thinking back, and he, his is the first debut by a Mariners pitcher that mm-hmm. I remember being at. Really? Yeah. The well, no, I I was at Sam Gavilio's mm-hmm. Gavilio's debut mm-hmm. debut this year, and obviously that was fun, but um. Andrew Moore's debut was the first homegrown prospect who came mm. up through our system, totally ours, mm. um, since we saw Paxton and Walker, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. I, I mean, yeah, because Gavilio was acquired from the, from Cardinals. the uh, Cardinals somewhere in there, but yeah. 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 No, oh, you're right. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I remember, like, uh, seeing Elias's debut, mm-hmm. too. Mm. Um, I forget where did we we got him in trade too though didn't we? He was um, ours. Where did we get Rowanus? Um, I'm not entirely sure. I remember I was at uh, Adrian Sampson's uh, initial oh. start, which oh, also not uh, not a you know didn't come up with the Mariners. Uh, Elias was a Mariners amateur free agent sign. They signed him from yep. Cuba. Okay, so I guess um, he was he was ours, and I I did see indeed, his debut, indeed. but. Poor, poor guy. Uh, on the 60-day DL with a strained oblique. Rough. Um, but, yeah. Uh, and and Adrian Sampson done with baseball. So <gasps> For real? I didn't well, know that. I, th- I think his career is over. I, that's what I thought. He may st- I mean, he may still be trying to come back, but uh, I thought his arm just kind of had one of those, yeah, well, not, not again, bud. Sorry. <laughs> but, sorry. No. 
I thought uh, I thought somebody had picked him up and he was Rangers still rehabbing. Had him, but. but the last bit of information I believe that I could find on him was he was like claimed by the um, Rangers in like November of 2016, mm-hmm. and he has not pitched. Uh, the last game he threw in was that uh, was that MLB game in uh, July or. June of 2016. He has not thrown since then. Well, I just assumed he was going to have TJ. I I mean, that looked like TJ to me. I believe that was the case. In any case, Andrew Moore thankfully had a more auspicious start to his career. Um, And and it was super fun to be there, right? Like, just, and I guess, so what Andrew Moore has that's specific to him is... Um, because he's a Northwest kid, because he's, you know, kind of one of us. He went to school mm-hmm. here and uh, he had oh, a huge no. cheering section. Yeah, seriously. Seriously. I'm so, I was so, uh, I just threw that tweet up about him drinking out of the water bottle because uh, I was like, ah, oh, funny. What a, what uh, a Northwest kid. But that really seemed to resonate with people that he, yeah. that he cares about the environment. He doesn't like wasting things. There, there were as, as many OS, uh, OSU hats as Mariners hats uh, where we were sitting for that game, which was quite entertaining. So it it was certainly neat to see, um, you know, the, the the support there, and and you know, in in a stretch where it felt like a lot was on the up to see more sort of come back and su- or come up and succeed, and then to see Felix come back and you know not be dominant, but three runs over six innings or. I I believe it was yeah three runs over six innings and the offense just completely run Joe Musgrove out of the <laughs> you know out of the stadium yeah you know, it was it was a wonderful stretch of it it was as much fun as I've had watching the Mariners um, you know in a long time uh, you know for that for that sort of week two week stretch of oh Mike Zunino looks good again oh like. You know, Hanniger and Gamble and Dyson and Heredia all look good. It was, you know, a stretch where every, you looked at every single hitter in the lineup and you said, I'm excited to watch that person hit. Something yes. good can happen. Something yep. good is not implausible <laughs> <laughs> when they step up to the plate. What a, what a, fu- what a freaking concept. Like, un uncharted territory in the last decade uh, of Mariners lineups and you know the, that is that is something that is cool to see and, and I think we'll still see you know for the rest of this year but um, especially during that last week you know I think it, it was incredibly fun to watch absolutely and uh, you know Jerry said on the radio today that um this was his one percent, one per first percentile outcome for Andrew Moore. Like he thought he would come in, uh-huh. thought he would. He had no idea that he would throw seven innings of <laughs> three run ball. Right, uh-huh. that was. That was uh-huh. So I mean, it just kind of felt like, oh hey, all these pieces could mm-hmm. get together and they could click. Yeah. And then what happened? Yeah. Well, and you know, so the first step, and it's interesting, right? Because like. When when we went to that series with uh, the Astros, I I think I had sort of said like I expect that we'll win one out of three, and if we win one out of three, like that'll be okay. Mm-hmm. It would be neat if we won two out of three, and you know I'd feel awesome. But like 
being 500 coming out of that series would be awesome. Losing to then straight to the Phillies, like on the one hand, it feels especially potent. I think, and you know, I'd be curious to hear what you think on this because, like, you have Monday off. You play two games against the worst team in baseball. You lose both. You have Thursday off. So you're just sitting. Yeah. Just, just stewing soaking. with that. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Like, Marinating just letting the, the brine get in. Mm, exactly. It's so salty. Um, so and bitter. It, and it feels awful. And you add on that the Drew Smiley news, which, you know, I know you had been pessimistic about his health from the start. You know, I have said before that I'm a powerful witch. (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes for good, sometimes for ill. I just remember when that news came down around spring training and I was at home and I went and climbed in the bathtub and I just sat in the bathtub and pressed myself against the, the cool tile and I was like... Drew Smiley will not pitch for the Mariners this year and probably not just because he's such an injured. So it's not all just pure um, gut instinct. Like it's his injury history and it's the way that I feel like, you know, it's the experience with Charlie Furbush trying to do the platelet rich plasma injections and not having that work. Like you just, you can't cheat the arm. Like you can't cheat your arm and the arm health. And I read the arm by Passan and, uh, you know, it's just at some point it just has to be surgery. And yeah. it's so while I was expecting it in uh, in some yeah. way, like just having that confirmation, just it really felt like a slap in the face. It was as bad of timing as possible because mm-hmm. it just as you said, like I was not looking at this and thinking like looking at this team and thinking like, Oh, yeah, and definitely they're going to have Drew Smiley back in two weeks, and that's going to make a big difference. Like, at best, it was like, oh, like, this guy might be back in two weeks. He's going to be on, like, a serious pitch count. Like, he's going to have to work up, his, like, for at least a month. And, you know, even then, you have no guarantees. But, like, when you build a team around defense, uh, especially outfield defense, you know, you can account for a lot. Or you can account for some, certainly. And, and that's certainly what the Mariners have done. You know, with, with a rotation where the only uh, pitcher with a higher, right, uh, an above 50% ground ball rate is Sam Gavilio, <laughs> uh, who is works his own sort of sinister <laughs> magics on, on opponents that <laughs> I fear for at any given moment. Um, but... It's just, it, it it is a punch in the gut, you know, a, in terms of the potential, the uh, the room for error and the and the the, you know, not a, you know, I mean obviously for the room for error in terms of this team as con- currently constructed, but it also makes it much less justifiable to seek to make the team better in the short term um, in terms of looking at the trade deadline for an extra you know reliever instead now you'd have to be looking for a veteran starter or you'd have to be looking for you know a serious upgrade at first base maybe or you know something 
you know, something where or 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 catcher if if you know Zunino falls off again, and it's just like instead of looking for things to fill in because you're getting healthy and you're seeing your team to come together, it you're now seeing once again this is the fringes of contention and a team that instead of needing a reasonable amount to go right, that needs everything to go right. Yeah. Which I mean it was a it was a thin wire to begin with because Absolutely. Whenever you'd say we're not gonna blow it all up, we're gonna try to patch these things together and make Mm -hmm. it on these strength I mean on paper it looked like it was going to work, right? It did not It certainly looked reasonable. Uh reasonable yeah that's a that's a better way to put it. oh yeah I'm, I'm not trying to like i i was very enthusiastic about this team i yeah. as as enthusiastic as anyone i, I fully cop to that but you know uh, how there's a spot in the novel where you know the the brave band of warriors has been fighting on and they believe that the cavalry is coming and then they mm-hmm. find out that that you know they come to a battle mm-hmm. site or something and see everybody just lying in a pool of blood and you're like mm-hmm. oh there is no help for us here. Mm-hmm. There is no help coming. There is nothing at Tacoma. Nothing. Yeah. Maybe uh, Emilio Pagan, who is pitching like his hair is on fire. <laughs> Everything turned it back to brown, and then it's like the blonde just kind of transferred. <laughs> that fire just transferred down his arm, and he is he is really yeah. really impressive. Mm-hmm. Um, but Casey Lawrence, you know, as a as a long reliever piece, but. Yeah. Who yeah. honestly, I still I think prefer over Giovanni Gallardo, who just looks disastrous every time he goes out there. <laughs> he does it's, it's 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 all yeah. It's a just as you said, and one and to that point, like this could be fine if the bullpen was performing. Yes, and instead of instead of performing sort of average, you know, a, a bullpen that, you know, it obviously it's tough to trust bullpens, but, you know, a bullpen that was looked at and I think generally universally looked at and thought, okay, this could be a reasonable strength, not only has not been a strength, but has been fairly disastrous. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, you've seen Diaz struggle a ton to start the year come back look fine and then just over the last couple games look certainly not nearly as bad as he did I think mechanically at the start of the year but just not have his control be you know instead of walking in the world he's throwing strikes but very hittable strikes and and, you know not making adjustment and we've seen that as you know Kate you and I have talked about about with you've seen that with Alta Villa, you know another guy who has this uh, explosive stuff but hasn't quite made the adjustment to okay, I can't just throw ninety eight ninety nine a hundred and have it be anywhere and and get you know, you know strikeouts and and so we're seeing home runs off of uh, you know at a at an exceptional rate because there just haven't been adjustments made um yeah, it turns out if you throw even 100 <laughs> over the middle of the plate, mm-hmm. major league hitters will do something with that. Yeah. Double A hitters, not so much. Yeah. But uh, major league hitters, yes. And yeah. the um, the surprise factor with them has worn off. You know, right. they've been right. in the league long enough that there's right. 
scouting reports on them. People have seen them enough that it, pure velocity isn't going to do it anymore. Yeah. Thankfully, no one has a scouting report on Nick Vincent. I don't know what he does, but he, he is Wizardry? burrowing into front offices everywhere and just lighting them on fire, throwing them on the ground and disappearing in a puff of smoke. I do, God bless Nick Vincent and his 89-mile-per-hour fastballs. God but bless Nick Vincent when he is not being overworked. And so, I mean, I think true. we've given service a lot of uh, – uh, grief about bullpen management, but you know, he's learned a lesson with dealing with Nick Vincent. And uh, I think that that just year to year that that shows a lot of growth yeah. there. Yeah. Hey, you and can't just run this dude out <laughs> for three innings and then one inning and then two innings and expect him to have any effectiveness. Yeah. yeah. And, and yeah, to that point, you know, there, I think there have been reasonable complaints about service and bullpen management. Um, and certainly I would not call it anything, you know, approaching a strength, but the, the, the players have not backed him. Back. No, I mean, not, not no. necessarily backed him up. It's not, not as though like, you know, he's, he's getting hung out to dry necessarily. Like he, he can do a better job, but you know, anywhere that he has turned uh, outside of Vincent uh, or Zipchinski against lefties has been, pretty shaky and uh you know that's been you know that's that's made a huge difference in in terms of you know when you have a good offense but not much you know in your rotation and you need your you you need your bullpen to be a strength and it just hasn't been there this year and um that's something that they could target if they want to still make a run you know i mean I I haven't looked since uh, a couple of days ago, but I would I would imagine they're under you know they're still three or four games back of the wild card you know even with a sort of yeah, abysmal I think, I think stretch that's right. yeah, two and two and a half games out of the wild card yeah. after a horrible game Th you know thank you American League <laughs> yeah you know, because as we said you know like if you're gonna have a year where you want to compete this is the best year in the history of baseball to be able to compete you know and so um that obviously you know makes them you know i mean they're still six and four in their last 10 games which it does not feel like right um, and there's there is entirely a possibility that they'll rip off another run right and we'll yeah. be sitting here saying Whoa, whoa, what should we <laughs> buy at the trade exactly. deadline next exactly. week? I think I'm, and I know Matt Calkins at the time, who is not <laughs> uh, a favorite of mine by any stretch, but uh -huh. he has taken some heat because he, you know, obviously <laughs> did the whole don't give up on this team. They might just do it. And then uh -huh. had to turn around literally two days later and uh -huh. say, M's are skidding. What's next for them? And you know, God bless him. The man has to write his columns, and he's gotta, <laughs> he he's gotta ladle the takes out because uh -huh. that's what he gets paid for. And I have the freedom of saying, mm, I get to be Barnaby. Barnaby, I get to say yeah. I would prefer not to have yeah. a take, that's and true. I would prefer to hang back. But honestly, I think that's that's okay. what you. Wh what? I, I want. I'm gonna stop you because this is 
a delightful moment in my life, and perhaps the only time I'm going to get to correct you on a literary reference. But I, I believe you referred to, you did call him Barnaby Fuck. from I believe the circus. I uh, did. As opposed to our dear friend Bartleby. Anyways, Bartleby! Sorry, that oh, is a no. personal celebration for me <laughs> because I had to watch the acid trip that is the Bartleby movie. I in, watched that too! In junior year high school at LA. Mm-hmm. Um, anyways, with wow. that personal just sort of checklist uh, satisfied. Yeah, uh, Barnaby, Bartleby, <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, it's funny because it came out of my mouth and I was like, that's not right. Nope. <laughs> yeah. But. Okay, anyway, uh, sorry. Certainly. So. It, it, I appreciate you letting me make it up. Uh, you could have totally just roasted me. And oh, I, I mean, <laughs> I, it, it is generally not my preference to well, actually, but in a, in a <laughs> something that you so thoroughly outclass my knowledge and I am going to jump at this opportunity. Uh, I'm sorry too. I w- I got slightly <laughs> distracted by seeing a notification come off my phone across my phone that um, uh, Gene Machi has given up a grand slam in that Tacoma game, and now they're hey, losing. That is, that is, triple A All Star. Triple A All Star Gene Machi. Jesus, Jesus Christ! Yep. I was just thinking how much better today was. Like, I mean, Clinton didn't win because they never win, but. Like, Modesto was crushing, as per usual, and, uh, oh no, now Everett has given up their lead to, oh my god, why aren't any of the, and Arkansas got crushed too, why aren't any of the teams good anymore? <laughs> they will be, they will be alright. Alright, uh, alright, sorry, okay. Kyle Lewis is two for seven in rehab, so yeah. that is something. Yeah. He, he is, he's, he has knees, and he's coming. He has Eventually. knees, and he's a coming. Um, indeed. Uh, so I guess the, the, the thing I'm curious then is if they, if the Mariners are going to sort of make any sort of moves at the deadline, what, what, what do you see as a potential fit? I, I realize that's about a month out, almost a month exactly. And we'll probably post this on Friday, uh, the 30th. So. Uh, you know the 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 needs seem pretty clear. You know, they would need a veteran starter, and I am I I believe you're a little bit opposed. Uh, I don't want to put words in your mouth uh, of the Bartolo uh, train. Yeah, uh, no that that train can just turn right around and go oh, back where it came from. But he but he's getting so unlucky. He's he, he's slightly unlucky, I guess, but. Uh... You know, he's got that 40% strand rate. Like. Right, but that's what I'm talking about. Like, you know, that that is that is unfortunate. That is not his fault. Is um, it, though? Is it? Or is he maybe just, like, allowing hits to pile up instead of, you know? I ha- And I haven't watched any Bartolo Colon this year. I mean, I, you know, other than yeah. a I think he's had some bad... I think he's had some bad cluster luck. His strikeout rate is in line with the last couple of years. His walks are a little bit up, but they're still not outrageous or anything. Yeah, and Sam Gavilio actually has a higher walk rate, which yeah. is upsetting to me. Sam, <laughs> Sam, something is off with Sam, though. I think he's he's honestly still learning to pitch at the major league level, I think. And he he does yeah. get a little scared sometimes. And he, oh, and he pitches he scared once in a but, while. And he needs to stop doing that and just pitch to contact. <laughs> I hope I Pat that... Casey drives up from Oregon State now that they're out. 
Now that they're out for the year, I hope he drives up and, and gives them a little talking to about that. Gavilio's sort of MO of I'm going to throw it at the corner of the zone every time and just hope they call it a strike does seem like a self-preservation move, <laughs> though, uh, that has some <laughs> wisdom considering, you know, it, when you throw 89 and uh, you are facing George Springer, uh, that that could be your best bet. Yeah. Uh, just put it put, put it on the corners of the zone. And that's what, that's what he does. He has good command. You know, he's um, similar to Moore. He works with lesser stuff, although Moore has a better everything um and the better control but you know i mean we can we can certainly use somebody like that (laughs) um and so speaking of somebody sorry right um so obviously the biggest target. i mean i think a week ago we would have said the biggest target would be some relievers which i find difficult to get all that jazzed about in terms of you know trading for a proven reliever because Steve Ciszek's a proven reliever. And, you know, that yeah. can be nothing the next year. Joaquin Benoit was a proven reliever. Uh, you know, like... Man, I was uh, watching the kid we gave up for Benoit today. He was the starter against the Travelers, and he looked good. Yeah. Uh, De Los Santos, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I was, I was a little... I was pretty bummed about that in <laughs> retrospect because that kid looks like a major leaguer. Indeed. Well, and Drew Storen was closing for the Reds. <laughs> yeah, this year, yeah. I, believe. Cool. I think he's no longer, but um, regardless. So, I, I think they're, they're, the the Mariners would obviously have to trade. The, you know, there's a few ways to go about it. One is, you know, sort of sell out. You know, the, a few ways that you know teams acquire present talent. Obviously, you can sell your off of your farm. The Mariners don't have a lot of sort of talent to sell from the farm that you know they would get much in return from from other MLB teams you know they have Tyler O'Neill who's been struggling so far they have Kyle Lewis who's rehabbing and is at the bottom of his value you know they have DJ Peterson who's struggling this year mm, he's uh, on a hot streak right now he is I on a hot know. streak he, but he's, th- he's put together DJ sees I think an opportunity because Vogelback is not taking the step forward he needs to take mm. to get to the majors, which is to be a power hitter. Uh, Vogelback is hitting singles, and he's hitting great, good, sharp singles, and uh-huh. he's taking a ton of walks, and he's not striking uh-huh. out a lot. But with his speed and uh-huh. his defensive limitations, it's not what's going to move him forward, unfortunately. I'm sorry, are you speaking about Dan Vogelbach of the three stolen bases this year? <laughs> Only two fewer than DJ Peterson? He prefers Daniel. Uh, uh, he does, Daniel. When, and perhaps he will earn it. <laughs> um, but, you know, but, uh, as, as you know, I think we've we've sort of rehashed and is sort of generally known, there's just, there is not no. a lot of... No, no, as far as like uh, blue chip or even light blue chip or even <laughs> like <chip. laughs> hold it up to the light and it's kind of milky colored chip. No, we don't, we don't have, we have a lot of guys who are, I think working their butts off, but who other people in other front offices don't look at and say, that's yeah. a guy I got, I gotta have <laughs> me some, yeah. 
Johan Cavedo. Mm. Exactly. Yeah, no. Even though he's having a really solid, nice little season down there at mm. Clinton. It's, uh, exactly. And and so what what the team does have to work with is what they have sort of in the in the MLB or AAA level because right. that's what they've acquired a lot of essentially is you know they they sold from the single A levels last year and the year before to find guys in the AA and AAA and MLB level and now we have six sort of MLB quality or at least guys who could be on an MLB roster outfielders um you know that you can you can trade from because we have fortunately found some guys who can play and and you don't necessarily need uh you know to hold on to mm-hmm. uh you know i i you know someone like you, you could trade someone like Gerard Dyson who has been the Mariners most valuable <laughs> player by F4 uh, or offensive player by F4 obviously but is you know the 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 trade-off of Dyson's value when you have Gamble and Aredia and Haniger behind him and you have you know Boog Powell and you have Leonis Martin and you have just a series of players Ian in, Miller Chuck Taylor yeah, exactly uh, whatever an Andrew Applin is um, uh. you know like I know I know not your favorite player but someone that you know essentially that's where their depth is and if you're going to deal from anywhere that has to be where they're going to do so yeah Uh, so um in listening to jerry so one thing that i love to do with my english degree is parse everything (laughs) that comes out of jerry depoto's mouth um so on his the jerry depoto show today on 710 he said um, pretty much that they can, you can rule out the idea of an expensive rental. They're they're not going after that. Obviously, we know that Jerry does not like spending the money. Um, he said multiple times that we may be shopping for 2018, um, and that they're talking to people and they're talking to other teams and active. They're active and talking about who's a good fit, but that sounds very tradey. And yes. maybe smaller moves, but he said multiple times we're looking beyond 2017, um, and that obviously we all know that we need a pitcher. But mm-hmm. the trade deadline is quote the most expensive time to go to the pitcher store, and mm-hmm. it is. Mm-hmm. Um, so looking, I almost feel like um, you know, barring a miracle run kind of facing the reality that the team is not going to be in contention this year and looking forward towards planning towards next year. Do the best you can build up some trade value on some of the guys that we have and start looking, like you said, at who would be a good potential partner. Yes. Um, So what, what, what comes to mind for you in, in that potential partner range then? Well, as you said, we have tons of outfield prospects. Mm. So I started looking at teams that maybe have an aging outfield. Because one thing that we're very, very spoiled by is I turn on other MLB games sometimes, and I look at their outfield defense, and I'm like, I can't believe you let that drop. (laughs) And meanwhile, it's a totally routine base hit. It would have been a big... 
hit probability is probably in the 80s. But I know in my heart that Mm -hmm. Guillermo would come (laughs) swooping in like the vampire bat that he is and then just materialize (laughs) in front of the ball and catch it. Right. You know, we're we're so spoiled. (laughs) Uh, So I was trying to think of who has the creakiest outfield. Mm-hmm. Um, while having lots of pitching prospects that they could maybe would would be willing to deal from the mm-hmm. close to MLB ready type, uh, who could maybe just go through an accelerated development process and make it up to the majors to help us out next year. Mm-hmm. Um, and I I do I trust I trust this um, regime's ability to develop a pitcher. I think that what they did with Andrew Moore was super smart. Um, they were very careful with him. They set him into situations where we he would have success. Mm-hmm. Um, they gave him a soft landing with de- his MLB Detroit er, MLB debut against Detroit. Mm-hmm. Um, very righty heavy lineup. Mm-hmm. Um, they're giving him another, I think, pretty good landing rather than making him go to LA to pitch with ever to pitch there. He's going to make another at home start. Mm-hmm against the Royals. Um, so, yeah, at Ariel Miranda. I think Ariel Miranda is another success story. Mm. And, and at least something that, you know, in terms of cost, that the, the, the cost and the value, I, I completely agree, because, you know, that money then can go, you know, for, for the production you're getting from Miranda – you then can spend that money elsewhere or you have the flexibility to, you know, the the difference in cost between Wade Miley and Ariel Miranda is what Gene Segura will be paid next year. You know, like that's, or you know, a significant, uh, you know, sort of bump that that allows you or, you know, the, the, the freedom you get there. You know, that's Gerard Dyson and Drew Smiley and Nick, or and, and um, you know, Danny Valencia, um, roughly, and so, yeah. As as you said, you know, I think they've they there have been successes and there have been failures, um, but the <laughs> up and up until Smiley sort of being declared out for this year and last year, I think the the there have been no really massive uh, uh, failures, I guess. Um, I mean, this is a different uh, line yeah, of conversation that we could exactly. talk about, but sure. and that's that's something that I've been working on actually is listing out his his trade, mm-hmm. you know, because I think there are some that don't get noticed. Like, yeah, uh, Zach Littell, Zach Littell, God, I'm already forgetting their names. Littell, <laughs> who we traded for Pazos. Mm-hmm. Uh, at first, I was like, I do not get this trade at all. Littell is yeah. great. He is one of our only good pitching pro. You know, it was a gamble. We're taking gambles. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, maybe Littell develops into something great for them. Mm-hmm. Um, but Pazos has been one of the more dependable arms, mm-hmm. even though he's had some meltdowns. You know, yeah. he's young. He's young. It's going to happen. Indeed. And and has been one of the more dependable arms. Yeah. None, nonetheless. No, um, recency bias aside, for sure. <laughs> Um, so, okay, four teams that I identified that I think would make good trade partners for us. Yeah. Uh, the Royals. They have very little in the way of either a current offense uh, mm-hmm. outfield or prospects mm-hmm. coming up. 
Yeah, um, and, and their outfield defense really is suffering. You know who they could use? <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> they they would need to see what speed do again. Are you saying? Yeah, they they might want another look since <laughs> certainly what Alex Gordon does is not been impressive. That's what speed don't. Yeah. We don't need to talk about Alex Gordon all that much, but wowzers, what a fall off that yeah. guy has had. Uh, I feel like there are like six or seven Royals that you could say that about, though. Like It's true. I mean, Brandon Moss has done nothing, I believe, and that's been kind of rough, but yeah. And yet, I believe they're now... Uh, Half a game ahead of us. Yeah, in, in yeah, they're the surging, which is fun. Whit Merrifield out of <laughs> from the top rope. <laughs> Indeed. Wit, wit. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, so Royals are a good option, I think. Um, obviously, when you think cre- creaky outfield, yeah. you have to think the Baltimore Orioles. Yes. Uh, who are also really pretty thin on the farm overall. The only reason I wouldn't maybe love the idea of trading with them is uh. I don't love their farm. I don't know a ton about it because we don't, I think, play. They're Norfolk, right? Yeah, we don't play any of, we don't have Correct. any affiliates who play any of those guys. But um, they have some pitching prospects. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's, it's, I, I realize it's interesting in going through this that you sort of see the, patterns perhaps even of the last few years of teams that are good fits for trades and, and I'm curious if that has continued in perpetuity because you know, the Orioles have sort of this uh, uh, you know a, a stadium that is such a hitter friendly park that perhaps it has always allowed them to you know issue mm-hmm. uh, you know issue sort of excellent outfield in term you know in favor of acquiring uh you know just power hitting and we have been able to supply them with hitting in term you know in exchange for pitching but um yeah it that seems like a a reasonable fit uh albeit a a low ceiling one yeah i think that's the that's uh... I wouldn't start with making calls to the Orioles. Probably I would, there are a lot more, I think, intriguing names in the Royal system. Um, the Mets, their, their system is not great either. The, although the Tacoma Rainiers are right now getting their, uh, butts handed to them by the 51s and are about to lose a series to them, but not because they're a good team, unfortunately. (laughs) Indeed. That's more of the Rainiers pitching, uh, brain drain, knocking themselves out of games. Unfortunately, um, and then the final team that I had on my list, and probably my favorite for looking at a potential trade, is the Cardinals. Yeah, uh, and, and that's most interesting to me, right? Because they have this outfield of underachievers with Grichuk, Randall Grichuk, and Stephen Piscotty and injured players, uh, which I think both of those two, if I'm not mistaken, have seen some time on the DL. And then uh, Dexter Fowler has been on the DL uh, for a while now. Um, But they are sort of still hanging around in in their divisional race and um, on a in a down Cubs year, maybe this this could be a situation where they try and 
uh, you know, snag uh, mm-hmm. snag an upgrade and, and sneak in a little bit. Um, and they are flush with pitching prospects. So many. I have always loved how the Cardinals, you know, it was funny. I was watching back old Futures games, or, mm-hmm. like, no, um, Perfect Games. I was watching back old Perfect Games. Uh-huh. I forget why. Uh, <laughs> why why was I doing this? But every time because it was sunny out and you did not. Want I it. don't leave my house. <laughs> heaven no. forbid you enjoy. No heaven the forfend. Day. <laughs> Vitamin what now? No. Um, no, I was watching Perfect Games. I was looking for someone specific. I can't remember, but uh, I was looking every time a pitching prospect came up. I'd be like, oh. I, who is that? I like that. Jack Flaherty is the one that stands out the most to me. I was like, I want that kid. And every time I looked up, it was every time I looked them up, it was like property of the St. Louis Cardinals, which I hate. I hate that term to begin with, but it, it is an odd way. It's super. It just makes watching the futures games super uncomfortable. Or the AFL when they're like property of the ugh, weird human chattel. Uh, anyway, so yes, the Cardinals love their pitching prospects, love their development. You know, we got Sam Gaviglio from the <laughs> Cardinals. Um, and I just, I think it makes tons of sense. And non-divisional rival, non, uh, oh. not even in our league. So, mm-hmm. um, but you know, for all the trading that Jerry's done, he's never, I think that there are some people who are more, um, apt to deal with him than others. <laughs> And yes. just the fact that we've never seen anything go down between the Cardinals and the Mariners makes me wonder if they maybe don't have a cooperative front office. I don't know. I mean, well, Jerry has been unable to get them. But do you recall off the top of your head what lovely former Mariner we exchanged to require Sam Gavilio back in 2014? Uh, it was, um, I know this. Yes, you do, T- and you saw him recently. Ty Kelly. It was Ty Tyrod Kelly. Tyrod. Probably not Tyrod, no. but possibly Tyrod, and I don't have to click on this uh, <laughs> baseball reference link and confirm it. So you I'm know what? We Tyrod. won that trade just because I don't have to look at Ty Kelly anymore. It's true. I mean, I'm, true. I don't like to be mean about people's appearances, but his face is <laughs> weird um, to me. He looks like he is like a like he came out of the '30s, right? He's got a little bit of that Tuffy Ghost Witch face going he, on, where he looks like he's a time traveler who. You are not the first person to remark this. I think I had this with the same conversation with a few different people I've watched this, and my dad that thought like he was a guy from 1930 who mm-hmm. had just kind of popped up and was like. Yep, time to play some baseball. <laughs> Let's do it. Like, uh, like, it's a very high concept, uh, like FX show about a guy yeah. who time travels and is a yeah. baseball player nowadays, but he, really he's from the third. So he's lots of funny scenes of him trying to figure out the tweeter. Incredibly <laughs> niche, but man, would we I, not want, live I would tweet watch it. that. <laughs> oh, yeah, we'd love to tweet the hell out of that shit. But, um, yeah, so that, that I think I would agree. Uh, to, to come back to your point, is you know, in terms of acquiring pitching talent, especially if the Mariners are going to do some sort of, you know, light selling, um, or you know, s- selling without 
fully selling like they did mm-hmm. last year. You know, RE, the Wade Miley trade, um, you know, the the players that they have there are, you know, Steve Ciszek, Gerard Dyson, Danny Valencia, perhaps if he keeps playing, you know, keeps hitting decently, um, you know, and, and all of those are, you know, sort of players where it's like, they definitely make this team better right now and to lose them you risk making the team worse but the depth at their positions um you know those are sort of the only positions you can really trade from uh and and not necessarily and reasonably look at and say well we do have other people at this spot um you know in terms of first base obviously with Vogelbach and you know, I, DJ Peterson has been hot lately. He's still overall been pretty rough this year, but maybe showing signs of life. And, you know, just positions where, you know, the outfield, yes, Dyson has been incredible and fun, and I love watching him play and do not want to miss out on that. But if in the next few weeks the Mariners can't build up some level of uh, – win bank essentially before August right. where they are on the road for the entirety well, so of, brutal. you know, then they really, you know, I mean, you know, it was a two game series this week and they lost and it was rough and it's not the end of the world and it doesn't even necessarily have to be the end of the season, but because I think because they've had such little room for error this whole year, uh, it ha- every sort of bad stretch has felt crushing yeah and you know at the end of the year they may be um but let's talk about who isn't going to be on that trade block though because i know that whenever trade speculation starts up um Mm -hmm. you know there's no one who's untouchable but i think from everything that jerry has said um we're looking a lot at retooling and coming back in 2018 and trying to contend again Right. And I just don't think, even if he has value, because of what he means to the team, I don't think there's any way Cruz is dealt. It would be surprising. Um, and, yeah, I, I think it, it really would take a significant offer. I, I, to your point, like, there is no situation where I think Jerry sees a deal that you know, I, I don't think Jerry has ever, you know, said something is completely un, un, off the table. But, you know, it is one of those situations where I think the Mariners probably value him more highly than any other team. And I don't necessarily think that's wrong. Um, what that means, of course, is they're going to try and run it back next year. Um, and that might be differently if Daniel Vogelbach was hitting the cover off the ball and you could look and say, okay, we've got a first base DH ready and, you know, able to take over, but the sort of leadership role and the statistical output that Cruz has had, you know, this year is hard to, you know, look at and say, well, 
we we need to get rid of him just because he's you know old and old and struggling um you know because you know he's got a 134 wrc plus i believe um you know he's not getting as many pitches in the strike zone but he's got a higher walk rate and a lower k rate than i think any time in the last like six years so you know he's he's still the guy that we saw last year and he's still the guy that is worth you know is a a significant asset for what he's being paid which is really wild but Mm -hmm. yeah um and just from like the clubhouse leadership standpoint Mm -hmm. i i just don't Mm -hmm. because you do that you make cano unhappy you make segura Mm -hmm. unhappy and you just committed a bunch of money to cano and segura Uh, there's uh. probably a way to spin it into (laughs) like it's it's for the better good and nelson is so selfless and blah 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 Mm -hmm. he wanted to do whatever he could do to help the team and i mean but i just i don't i don't see it yeah and And it's it's a tough situation because you know there is a lot of value they could get but i think the the commitment they've made means that nelson cruz is a part of that part of this team throughout the rest of his contract and the fact that that's not a terrible decision is pretty amazing considering where it was when we first got him um, and the fact that that's a reasonable decision is is pretty impressive. Absolutely. Um, speaking of people who I don't think are tradable, uh, <laughs> and this may come as surprising or distressing to uh, certain Astros fans, I don't think there's any way they trade <laughs> James Paxton. I mean, it's no. it's dumb enough that I feel like dumb for saying it, but uh, I get I guess we have to say it. No, they're not trading James Paxton to you, Astros <laughs> fans. That was a really uh, so one of a, a member of the LL community, uh, Sahil, sent me that sent me a link to this, and and you can find it somewhere. But this suggestion that. The, uh, that James Paxton might be the best trade target for the Astros and under the if, radar, James Paxton. Yeah. That was my yeah. under yeah. the radar. You don't you don't trade an ace potential guy, your only real ace potential guy, in your entire system for the next four to five years when to a division uh, rival. Yeah. Yeah, when he's not at the peak of his value, even remotely. With this is to, not Jose to, Quintana to a division rival that doesn't have any pitching in their own system. Uh huh. With team control for still a few years, you know this this is not Chris Sale. This is not. Yeah. So, you know, they're 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 not gonna trade Paxton. They're not gonna trade Andrew um, Moore. Yeah, they're not gonna trade. Segura, they're not going to no. trade Seager. I mean, it. No, yeah. there's a core, and there's yeah. a there's a core that they're building around. And yeah. honestly, I think that that extends to the bullpen in some ways too. I think I'm not sure they're thrilled with Diaz right now. No, um, <laughs> and understandably, yes. but 
Uh, they need to get their mental guys in to work with him, though, because I think I just, I, I've looked at stuff. I don't think it's mechanical. I think it's mental. Right. Yeah, and, and we've looked at that together. And, yeah. and as you know, as exactly as you said, like his mechanic, you know, early in the season, he was stepping across. You know, he was he was landing and he was throwing across his body and everything was flying open and it was bad. And they worked on that with him, and he's been back in the strike zone. And now it's just he's missing by, fo- you know, six inches as opposed to a foot or two, mm-hmm. which is enough to still be effective plenty of the time, but it can also be enough to, you know, give up a home run to Tommy Joseph. <sighs> so. Uh, yeah. So, you know, the, the, you know, again, those are situations where it's just like, there are not many people on this team that are in a, you know, that you could sell high on. Right. And the ones that are, are the guy, you know, are, are your core guys, you know, either are either core guys exactly, or are one year guys. They're not right. Valencia, Dyson. Right. Right. Okay. Right. So, yeah. So, the you know, I think as you said, to bring, to bring it all the way back, small moves seem likely similar to last you know, off-season prospect for last prospect. Off-season. I could see yeah. a prospect for prospects flip. Yeah. Um and you know, maybe a a few small sales and just see if, you know, there there's a little bit of magic in, you know, Maybe you know, either either trading Leonis and you know, or seeing if Leonis has any trade value now built up, or trading Dyson and then bringing Leonis back. That's more likely, I think. Yeah. Just because I, you know you have one guy who's got success at the major league level right now right. and one who doesn't, I could right. definitely see a scenario where that happens and Leonis comes up and just like blossoms too, which I think <laughs> would really make us all happy. I wonder if if. Because the 2017 team has been hard for me to love, and I wonder mm-hmm. how much of that is the loss of Deho and the loss of Leon. Like, our, our personalities. It's, you know, obviously is... we love Robbie and we love Cruz, but mm-hmm. those were the guys. Oh, man, Leonis is... He's been... He's so <laughs> funny. He's been so nice to me every time I've seen him in Tacoma. <laughs> he is not happy there. He does not love the traffic that he has to get through to get there. Um, <laughs> He doesn't love being in Tacoma, but he's a good attitude about it, you know, and See, he jokes the, around with the staff and he's just he's great. This this is the best argument, though, that I've heard against, like, building better public transportation is we would miss out on the <laughs> Instagram live videos of Leon or in the Snapchats of Leonis and Gene I can't Segura. believe this. <laughs> and like was it Guillermo who was singing yeah yeah, uh, yeah. in traffic the other day <laughs> so, fantastic just live uh, downtown yeah. guys live on live on the light rail like it's yeah not, come on that hard. come on you know Andrew Moore will do that you know Andrew Moore <laughs> <laughs> Andrew Moore just just recently got rid of the 94 Camry that he was driving uh for another that. like early 2000s model Camry, I think. I could, I could use a, I could use an early early <laughs> uh, 90s Camry. He, he needs to hit me up with that. Um, all right. Do you, uh, is there anything more that I think you, that you have on your mind uh, for in terms of sort of the, the planning? You uh, know, or I, f- I feel I, 
I'm in a much less grumpy, my display name on our little chat here is Cranky Kate, <laughs> because I was so, I've been so cranky about this team, and really, like, talking this out, I feel much less cranky. I'm it's so like, glad. You know, things happened, and they did not break our way this year, and that sucks. Mm-hmm. And probably the season is done, probably. I mean, maybe they make a miracle run, but, you know, just the smiley news was, I think, pretty devastating. It it puts it in a situation now of, you know, this team will have to essentially make the playoffs with the worst rotation <laughs> that <laughs> I I think true. any playoff team has <laughs> ever. Christian Bergman. I've, been, I've Christian kept Bergman. meaning to look at this, and they like, <laughs> every time I'm like, no, like that's not that. And then they get worse. Like the the rotation somehow gets worse, mm-hmm. or like at least like the what you had expected for them. So uh, you can probably expect. A, an article in the next week or two on like what is the trashiest <laughs> rotation, rotation that that's has ever, ever made, made. The, a playoffs <laughs> not because like the Mariners are that likely to make the playoffs but mainly I like I'm just curious like yeah. how bad how bad are they so yeah you know, you know I it, don't I don't like to call them trashy or bad or whatever like I think I think everybody is pretty good at their roles I think Ariel Miranda is really good at being a four and Andrew Moore is really good at being a four or a five. And Felix is realistically a three, yeah. and Pax is a one, but like we just <laughs> we don't have the two. And I mean, it's... even if you want to slide Felix up and say, okay, he's a two, Miranda is probably not a three. Maybe, right. maybe with some development, maybe next year, maybe more slides up and he's a four. But it's just right. We're no, we're it, there's a yeah. hole, and the hole was it was a smiley shaped hole, and he was yeah. supposed to step in and fill it, and he's that's not going to happen. So, um, so who I, will who will fill our? No, I don't want to say that. That sounds horrible. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I I feel pretty good. Um, you know, I think looking forward, the the Mariners. What we've got a uh, game. You know, a series in LA this weekend, uh, and then they come home. Uh, who who who's the who's the series against uh, when they come back home? It's the Royals. I told you that. It's oh yes, 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 yes. So, you know, some some potentially you know winnable games. Obviously, the Angels have played well, but they still don't have Trout. And if yeah, you're it doesn't get seem wins, to have stopped them though. And they've like been our nemesis this year. <sighs> I feel like. Like, they are just as hurt as us and somehow doing okay. Yeah. I mean, what are they? They're they're a game ahead of us right now. Yeah. They're They're two games ahead of us right now. Um, you know, if we win the series, we would be essentially a, a game back from them. If we swept them, you know, we'll, we'll leapfrog them and, and be right back over 500. So... You know, there's there's a lot to be frustrated about, and certainly, um, it doesn't feel all that exciting. But, um, Kate, I'm I'm glad we could get together and sort of talk it out. As you said, um, you know, I think it feels better than <laughs> I it feel better. It feels better, right? Um, so we've got Miranda Paxton and. Moore? No, more starting on the. No, more starting on that. Yeah, it's Gavilio time, or did he just um, pitch? What is our rotation? What are rotation? <laughs> what is rotation? Um, what is the freaking? Oh, it was Christ. Felix. So should it be? It'll be Miranda, 
And then who yeah. will it be on the first? Gavilio. Because uh, my hat that. Oh, it'll be it'll be it'll be. Um, Want to be Paxton? Well, it'll be Miranda and then Paxton. Gavilio. But I think it, the 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 site the website has Miranda Gavilio, um, and then Paxton. Un unlisted for the Sunday game, but unlisted. I, I would purchase. Oh, well, I just I haven't pulled it up. So. That's weird. My uh, at bat app has Paxton listed as the Sunday starter, and okay. then it has so uh, it has Miranda listed as both the Saturday <laughs> and the Friday starter. So oh, he's a busy man. I don't know what you're, <laughs> what you're worried about. I mean, he has been a godsend in the in the rotation this year. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, or, or at least a demigod. So <laughs> I'm not sure. I'm not sure we're getting full treatment, but all right, fair enough. I think so. it, I think it's got to be. Um, I think it's got to be Gavilio though. Gavilio hasn't pitched in a while, so right. I think it's got to be, be Gavilio, Miranda, Paxton, and then we come back with more. And, and we have some. the series against Kansas City, and then Oakland comes to town, and then it's All Star yeah. break. So like, just limp through this, you. Polyester clad ninny mugginses. <laughs> just get uh, play respectively and get us to the All Star break, and uh, we'll regroup there. Yeah. So. All right. Well, we we. Uh, Are we not doing we questions? We'll we, we'll do questions next time. We'll take the yeah, questions think... because we sort of announced this late, so we'll roll the questions yeah. forward for next time. Yes. Yeah. Um. So that sounds good um kate and anything else pressing on your mind uh as, as i believe the tacoma game has just concluded <laughs> tyler o'neill walk off absolutely yes nice, nice to see oh man i was i've been missing because you know he was just so fun at jackson and i know that it's hard for him and it's hard for us and we all want him to be great and he wants to be great and He's just, he's facing, he's young for the level and he's facing some really, some guys with MLB experience who throw him off speed stuff that's not junk and he's having to adjust. So it's good to see him still be able to take a mistake pitch because, oh boy, was this a terrible pitch. Uh, <laughs> oh man, you should, oh, oh no, he did the pop-up finger. He tried to do the pop-up finger after, oh no, oh friend. <laughs> Oh, that's embarrassing. Oh, yeah. He does the sky point. Oh, that's so embarrassing. Um, but, yeah, it's it's great to see him maybe start to round into form a little. He's been pretty hot lately. And I know something like this is going to be a huge, uh, huge morale boost for him. So hopefully we see some great stuff out of him these next couple weeks. It would be very nice. And we will... Uh, have have that for you whether it occurs or whether it goes south uh, on the site and here next week. All the news that's fit to print and some that <laughs> isn't, right? Most that is not. <laughs> Most that is not. Oh no. Uh, Softy retweeted my Tyler O'Neill tweet. <sighs> <laughs> interest is still interest. Interest is interest. I can't wait to read my replies. R.I.P. <laughs> R.I.P. Can I hand the the account off on a night when the Mariners aren't playing? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Wonderful. All right. All right, friend. Well, 
thank you for chatting this through. I do feel like this was curative for me. Like I yeah, feel like I, I went to cathartic. The, yeah, I went to the spa a little bit. And just got um, like all that darkness and disappointment of the Phillies series scrubbed right off. Yeah, it's a few games, and and one way or another, we will find out what this the rest of this year has over the next few weeks, um, and and. The uncertainty is more frustrating than knowing one way or another. So. But we get closer to certainty every day. At least now with Smiley for sure out, we have yeah. more of a sense of, okay, this is what it is, and now we move forward from here. So, Yeah. All right. Well, thank you, everybody, for listening. We hope that this was curative or restorative to you as well. Mm-hmm. And we will catch you all next week. Underneath the palm trees, you can leave your worries. I don't need nobody, you and me together. Run away from mama, still live with your mama. That's alright, we gon' make this trip together. Popping up at parties, drinking on Bacardi, singing Cool J. I just wanna love you better, and I just wanna.